the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, let's get it on. Welcome to the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show, where we talk about restaurants, travel, movies, books, sports, or whatever we feel like talking about. We are going to introduce you to somebody today. Yes, we are. We're going to talk with Casey Carpaccio. Carpaccio, yes, indeed, C-A-R-B-A-C-I-O. She is the new vice president. She's the director of operations for the View House Restaurants, the tremendously successful View House Restaurants. Started in 2010 with one then two, then three, then four. Started another concept. My neighbor, Felix, she has an impressive background. The daughter of Kevin and Kim. Bridgeport, West Virginia. Blue Ridge Mountain, Shenandoah River. Beautiful country back there. Off to a prestigious four-year college where, as a high school athlete, she was able to translate her sporting prowess into playing for Boston University, studied hospitality. Yeah, I'm so old that I remember when they were hotel and restaurant programs, they became hospitality programs to be a little bit more all-inclusive. And all of a sudden, she graduates and goes into the hospitality industry in 2016 became an executive general manager with the Hillstone Group, a nationwide group, very successful group, and recently joined Lotus, which is the umbrella company for View House Restaurants and my neighbor, Felix. And I think that not only do we want to tell you about her and her background, but I think that this is a wonderful, wonderful example of what the hospitality industry has offered young ladies. When I started in the hospitality industry the guys were the bartenders the girls were the waitresses and everybody only wanted to do the job long enough until they could go off and get a quote-unquote real job but when you are operating companies that do a million five million ten million twenty million more it doesn't matter what that industry is that makes you a business professional so anyway i thought it'd be fun to talk to her let me bring her in her name is casey carbaccio casey thanks for joining me mike thanks for having me well, it's to my be here. pleasure did i get the bio reasonably close you are so close spot on <laughs> all right so bridgeport west virginia it's true and I'll bet you've heard just about every West Virginia joke there is, haven't you? Everyone in the book, from the no-shoes <laughs> to, you know, the relations, all the jokes. <laughs> all right. And so why Boston University? Nice Catholic girl, probably went back to a nice Catholic. You were a terrier. I was a terrier. <laughs> I went there for my unofficial visit uh-huh. and just fell in love with the campus and the school and the coach and the players. And it was it was an easy, quick decision. You know what? Uh, my daughter, when she went out to swim for Cal Poly, a lot of that decision 
decision is made with the campus and the school program. Because I told her, and I'm sure your parents probably told you, you can go for the coach, you can go for the sport, but you have to stay for the school. Yeah, you got to fall in love with it. You're on it every every single day. You got to fall in love with campus, and I definitely did. Boston's a beautiful, beautiful city. There's so many colleges and so much to explore. Absolutely. In the history, walking the Freedom Trail. <laughs> that was Co- my first class. A couple beers down at the Green Dragon. Anyway, her name is Casey Carbaccio, and she's a delightful young lady. We're going to find out what that gap is in her resume. All right, we are back here on the Mike Moore Restaurant Show. Happy to have you with me. We are talking with Casey Carbaccio. She is with The View House. She's with my neighbor, Felix. She graduated from Boston University in 2012. In 2016, she became an executive general manager with the Hillstone Group. You know some of those restaurants. But, Casey, I want to know, what's the gap in that resume? I'll never forget. I built a restaurant in Cabo San Lucas back in 88, had it for five years. And I was sitting at the bar one day talking to a guy. And he's telling me his background. And he says, I went here and I went there and I'm from here and from there. And now I'm here. And I said, well, there's a 12-year gap in there. Mike, I don't have a 12-year gap. Well, hold on. (laughs) So he said, I said, where were you for 12 years? And he said, well, Mike, I was in prison. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I said, why? And he said, I robbed a bank. He was from Oklahoma. (laughs) So you've got a four-year gap Nothing. No, there's no f- felonies in there or anything like that. No, this may have been a LinkedIn faux kind of pas. Bore, I'm not, kind of boring I'm not or sure. Something. I think it was about a year gap. Oh, and okay. I was trying to figure out: do I do I want to stay in the restaurant industry? Do I, I? You know, I was uncertain. And being away for even the first six months, I was like, not a chance. This is Wait what I was Wait born to do. So you get a degree in hospitality. Yep. Your parents. They say to you, what are you going to do, honey? And you say, well, I'm not sure I want to be in the hospitality industry. That's almost like people that get their degree in sociology and teaching and then wait tables and the parents say, are you going to wait tables all your life? Yeah, or are you going to start using your degree? It's, it's in reverse. It's in reverse. You know, I was studying for my LSAT. I was going to go to law school. That was like my plan. I could, And then I couldn't get away. I missed it too much. The energy, the excitement. We need more good restaurant people and less bad lawyers. Yeah, right. So I've <laughs> I did the right thing, you're saying. Yes, I think you made the right move. So so what happened before you joined the Hillstone Group? Where, did you stay in the industry? Um, yeah. No, I stayed in the industry. I went home for, like, playing sports in college. You know, you don't get a lot of time at home. Like, you no. go home for, like, a week or two every year. So they I went you. home. They own you. Exactly. People, it's a full-time job. People don't understand. You know what? My daughter, when she went to grad school, because it, she went to a Division two grad school, she could have eligibility. She went out for the track team. Oh, wow. And made it ran track so but when she was swimming one day they were doing their dry land training and the track coach says i'd like you to come out and the swim coach said uh-uh you belong to me so yeah they tell you I how bet. many classes to take. oh gosh they yeah. tell you when they you, what classes you can take and when you can take them go ahead no in fact i did an internship at the four seasons uh, when i was in college and i was like two weeks in and my coach was like nope this is not going to work out you, you cannot do that it's too much time yep. you know so it is it's a full-time job i bartended every summer mm-hmm. um but no i took some time i went home for a couple months and enjoyed my family and and that was that's that's it that's my gap i don't know i don't have a real gap <laughs> <laughs> all right so I want to know, 
with the Hillstone Group, you were an executive general manager. Now, I'm old enough to remember when a restaurant had a manager, and maybe a big one had an assistant manager, and then they became general managers. I was thinking to myself, is an executive general manager like a manager of general managers, like a regional or a district, something like that? What is an executive general manager? Yeah. With Hillstone, an executive general manager is just a regional manager. So I always had different regions. So I had Memphis and Dallas for a little bit, and then I had Denver. Denver and Houston was the last last markets that I had before I left. That's what I was going to ask. How did you wind up in Denver? Yeah. So I was... I was in Dallas at the time. My brother lived there. My niece is there. It was great. And they, they asked me to move to Denver and take over the Denver and Houston region. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd been to Denver once before for like two days. And I was like, you know what? I, when I was there, I remember telling myself, I'm going to be back. Like, I love Denver. <laughs> and the stars aligned. And now here we are. Well, if you're outdoor, if you're athletic, if you like activities, you know what? I'm a SoCal. And I grew up on the beaches and surfing and uh, University of Hawaii for my MBA. And people say, how could you move to Colorado? Colorado 40 years ago was California 60 years ago, you know, and we didn't have surfing, but we had skiing and we had hiking. We had fishing and bike riding. So... Have you enjoyed the environment? Oh, here? absolutely. You know, I never actually, I've never skied before until I moved here just because I tore my ACL playing sports. And it was always like, all the doctors always told me, orthopedic surgeons, like, don't ski, can't snowboard. So I was like, you know what? I'm doing it this time. I don't have any doctors telling me no. So <laughs> I learned to ski the first year I moved here and the hiking and the biking and all of it. I love it. I fell now, in love. How could you get up there and light it up, don't you? And, you know, I mean, I thought I was going to be Lindsay Vaughn on day one. That yeah. didn't work out too well, but I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. I can do it socially. <laughs> All right. So how did we get from Hillstone? Because I'm always curious about this. Did you register with a headhunting group? Did you have an agent? How did after five years, almost six years with the Hillstone group, right? Nine, you, Mike. Nine. Nine. I beg your pardon. Nine, yeah. uh, all of a sudden, you get a call and somebody says, We'd like you, we're going to expand this wonderful new concept, the seven regions of Mexican cuisine. All right, Jose doing a wonderful job putting together the menu. We've got one store at 20th and I-25, big store coming online in Centennial, other locations. How did that happen? I think that that's an interesting story. Yeah, so... A gentleman named um, Jim Sullivan, who was in the restaurant hospitality yep, industry for a very long time. Jim was a regular at Hillstone and Cherry Creek Grill, and I mean, he came to my wedding. We we're very, we we're very, still are very close. And he was like, "If you're ever interested in leaving Hillstone, you've got to meet this guy named Francois." And he he really just kind of went multiple times, and then finally, like the last time, I was like, "All right, I got to meet him. I got to meet this guy, Francois." Uh-huh. Um, so he introduced me to Francois, and we we hit it off. Francois, of course, is the Owner, the president, the jefe, the whatever word you want to use of the Lotus Restaurant Group. Yeah. All right. Her name is Casey. Casey Carbaccio, and she is new to the View House Party. So we're going to find out how we got from the My Neighbor Felix over to the View House side. And uh, we're going to find out what her mark's going to be when we come back on the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. Listen live on Odyssey. 
All right, welcome back to the Mike Ball Restaurant Show. We are with Casey Carbaccio, and tremendously talented young lady. You have to be when you are with the Hillstone Group for so many years, and then you get asked to join the Lotus Group, View House Restaurants, my neighbor Felix. So when you came on board, it was kind of understood that you would be the person that would help the ascension of my neighbor Felix. Is that correct? That's right, Mike. Yep. All right, so so all of a sudden you find yourself in charge of the whole kit and caboodle, the old trying to get a drink of water from a fire hose probably, <laughs> right? So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so we had our, our first two My Neighbor Felixes up and running, the one in Low High. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just five minutes from Coors Field, and then one on Pearl Street in Boulder. We were working on our third one and I fourth one. I kind of forget one. the one in Boulder, yeah. but Yeah, yeah. it's a beautiful location right mm-hmm. on Pearl Street and Ninth. But So we were working on number three in Centennial and number four in Colorado Springs at the time. And Brad Mansky, who's been you know a very longstanding, a pivotal, huge part of View House, um, as the vice president for since inception, um, decided to you know take a step down and, and retire. And so the opportunity came, you know, came forward. And Francois approached me about it, and I was like, "How could I say no?" You know, sure, I mean, this is sure. what a great group with Francois at the helm of it, and just a lot of fun, really exciting stuff. You know, we have two brands right now. Next year at this time, we'll have four, you know, so there's sure. so much on the horizon. Well, it's such an exciting time. People may not understand you on the sport column. You have other properties that you're looking to develop, some other concepts coming online. Right. And, and you know what? Listen, it's intense. I've known Brad for 30 years, and he just said, Mike, it's just time to slow down a little bit. And yeah. you know what? If opportunity's knocking on your door... Open the door, Casey. Right? Yeah, you got to take it. All right. So... When a new owner, when an owner buys a restaurant, I had a steakhouse for 15 years. And when I sold it, even though they paid retail for it because it was successful, they wanted to make their mark. And a new general manager, new mark. And a new chef. You can have a tremendously popular restaurant with great menu items, items that people love. And the chef will say, well, I'd really like to make my mark. I'd really like to have a little bit of creativity. So for the people out there that may be nervous about the view house, great lunch, dinner, banquet rooms, private parties, sports, patios, views, whatever you want to say, how's Casey going to make her mark? You know, Mike, I'll tell you, I think... I think the reason I'm in the position that I am and Francois put me in this is not to change anything at View House, right? Like, uh-huh. if it's not broke, don't fix it, no, you know? Exactly, yeah. Brad Brad did an amazing job and View House is in such a great place. Obviously, I'll play a pivotal, pivotal role in the new, new locations we're going to open. Mm-hmm. Um, but for View House, it's let's keep being innovative, let's keep coming up with new ideas and new games and new watch parties and just fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was always going to happen regardless. I think the really, you know, exciting and make my marks item is going to be bringing new brands to Lotus, right? We're working on a really exciting elevated steakhouse concept and you know, it's it falls right in line with my Hillstone background and it's like a passion project for me. I'm so excited about it. So I think it's not really hey, let's do something totally different with View House. Look, I mean, it's had tremendous success over the last nine years. There's there's no reason to change anything there. I'm just making sure the train stays on the tracks. Um, but you know, I have a really big background in service and hospitality and that's what my passion is. And so 
with the steakhouse or Wonder Yard, which is our new concept on 22nd and Larimer that will open in the spring. That's the mark that, that I'm, I'm hoping to make. All right. And let's talk about my neighbor, Felix. Let's because do it. Because you know what? I love Mexico. And I know... Well, I thought I knew every inch of Mexico until recently I went to the wine region and I didn't know that Mexico had a wine region. (laughs) But you know what? It's becoming tremendously popular. I would suggest somebody like you would really enjoy a trip like that. Uh, We flew into San Diego. We took a van. Tijuana and Sonata went east into the Valle de Guadalupe, the Guadalupe Valley, and I was really, really impressed, but just had a great time. But a lot of people just think of Mexican food as burritos and tacos and 30 different combination platters. They don't realize that the foods of the Yucatan are completely different than the foods of Oaxaca, and that's what my neighbor Felix brought to the party. Talk a little bit about that concept. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think from inception, we obviously the food and the orientation of it and, and everything was such a big part of all of our conversations from with our branding company to our executive group. It was a part of every conversation. So we did pull from the seven regions of Mexico. You know, at that time, Lola was one of our biggest competitors who's not open any longer, but in Lojai. Mm-hmm. And they were really focused on the Baja region. You know, every, there's just so many different Mexican concepts that really hone in and focus on one region. And we... We really wanted to focus on all seven and the convergence of Mexico City, and I think it, it really shows through in our menu, and I think our guests our guests feel it as well. Well, and people don't realize when they think about Mexico, it's a big country, 130 million people. And yeah. just like we have regional cuisine, and even within one cuisine, it can be regional. Barbecue comes immediately to mind. The barbecue in Texas, Kansas City, St. Louis. Right, so different. That's exactly right. And so then you take a country as agriculturally diverse as Mexico, and different areas are good for cultivation of different products, produce, and so forth. Oh, definitely. And you know, Mike, I don't know, we have, I don't know if you know, but we do have a new, relatively new director of culinary um, for the whole Lotus group. I did not know that. We do, yeah. His name is Johnny Curiel. He came, um, he's from Guadalajara and, you know, has a really strong, obviously is very talented with Mexican cuisine, but, you know, we're opening the Mediterranean concept and I think he blew us away in that first tasting, you know, so his... His um, stretch is really far, and we're so excited to have him well, take the helm. Well, if he's from Guadalajara, he's probably got some definite thoughts on tequila and how you grow tequila, because about 45 minutes northwest of Guadalajara is the town of tequila. Yep. So he probably has and, – and Guadalajara is known as kind of a regional hub for food in Mexico. Definitely. Did I hear you say, Casey, Mediterranean concept? I did say that. It's true. Did we hear it here first on the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show? I think you might have. (laughs) I love it. I let that slip. Yes, you did, but we're not going to let it go. (laughs) So let's let's talk a little bit about it. You've already talked about a steak concept coming. You've talked about, briefly mentioned, a Mediterranean concept. Tell the listeners a little bit about that because kind of it was View House Lodo, and now it's we want to rule the culinary world of Colorado. So take the and and we know we've got a view house in 
Colorado Springs does a wonderful job. They're one of the two that offers a magnificent Sunday brunch. There's going to be a My Neighbor Felix down there, but is it going to be, you know, I've been on the air 27 years in Colorado Springs, 31 up in Denver, 32, and there were times 20 years ago when a Denver restaurant would say to me, we're thinking of going to Colorado Springs, and Casey, I would say, don't do it. Oh, no. I'm telling you, that market is not ready, okay? It was very provincial. There wasn't the traffic on I-25. There weren't the people in Northgate and Briargate working in the Denver Tech Center driving the I-25 corridor. The gap was much smaller. And yet now... Oh, how times have changed. They really have, (laughs) because you can have the Denver Biscuit Company with a Colorado Springs restaurant. And people are just fine with that. You can have Dos Santos being in Denver, Castle Rock in Colorado Springs. So it sounds to me like the Lotus Group has said, you know what, if we come up with a good concept, it will fly in both markets. I think there's no doubt. We've had knock on wood a lot of success at the View House Colorado Springs. Um, and that, you know, right away, within a couple months of that opening, back a couple Februarys ago, we were like, we definitely want to do a My Neighbor Felix there. So we are right in the Briargate Plaza in mm-hmm. the old California Pizza Kitchen. And I, we are so excited. So that's slated to open at the end of February. Okay. All right. Is that yeah. real people time or is that construction no, that's, time? That's there. There are definitely. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely both. This one yeah. is is uh, real people time. When anybody tells me they're going to open up a restaurant, I say you need to be familiar with the terms behind schedule and over budget. Yep, that sounds about <laughs> right, Mike. All right. All right. So let's talk a little bit about. You know, with your success, you told me that when you graduated from Boston, you weren't even sure that you wanted to stay in the hospitality industry. But if you can run a company the size of Lotus or be very involved in the operations, you know, I know that there's a lot of people involved in the operation, but have you given any thought to, because your talents, and I'm not saying this because you're sitting here, could obviously translate into other industries. Have you ever thought about going into other industries? You know, I thought or, about. Or you're pretty I thought much about. Committed to I'm hospital. committed. I thought about law for a short period of time. I think that was the only other thing that I thought about. Okay. All right. Her name is Casey Carbaccio, and um, talking about the restaurant concepts we're glad to have her in what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break but um i want to continue on with this i want you to meet her i want her to learn i want her to share a little bit more about the upcoming concepts upscale steakhouse does that mean del frisco's does that mean fleming's because restaurant groups have learned to tier their different organization. So we're going to talk a little bit about that with Casey when we come back on The Restaurant Show. All right, welcome back to The Mike Moore Restaurant Show. You know, I don't usually do lengthy interviews, but I think that this is a model for so many people in the restaurant industry of what you can do if you have a good concept, you need to be capitalized, but the Lotus Group, View House Restaurants, my neighbor Felix, they've got a steak concept coming online, a Mediterranean concept coming online, multiple locations that they have in the planning stage. They run the sport column down on 
what is that, Larimer, Blake, whatever that Blake. is, in downtown Denver. So we have got Casey Carbaccio. She is the um, vice president of operations. Is that the title? Do I have the title correct? Vice president. You got it. This vice president. Okay. So let's talk. I want to talk a little bit about the other concepts. But what do you have to say to the women listening out there? Talk radio skews typically older, okay? 40, 45, 50 and up, professional, semi-professional, homeowners, maybe a little bit of education. So maybe they've established their life and their careers and their work goals or occupational goals. But those people have children that are going to college or they have grandchildren that are coming along. And I remember, I've told this story on the air, you'll have to listen to it for just a moment. I got hurt in a surfing accident in Hawaii, got pretty banged up. I was in an upper body cast and obviously I couldn't work on the beach. A friend of mine gave me a job in a restaurant Steakhouse, Black Angus, right there in Waikiki, because he said you can greet people, you got a you got a smile, you got a pleasantness, you got a nice tan. You're outside all day, and you can take the menus to the table, and you can chat with them for a second. Good gig for someone that's banged up. Yes. Well, my uncle came over to visit, and couldn't wait to get back to California to tell his sister, my mother, how horrified he was. That her son, with two college degrees, a veteran of the United States Army, was working in a restaurant. Well, those days have changed, and they've especially changed for young ladies like you, like my daughter with her company Gusto Mexico. Why don't you talk just a little bit about, because I'm sure that you are probably asked often to give motivational talks it hospitality programs to give inspirational talks to young ladies coming up maybe what would they like to do one of the best things that happened to the restaurant industry in Colorado was when Pete Mearsman was the president of the Colorado Restaurant Association back in about 1990 he got the state legislature to agree that 18, 19, and 20-year-olds could work in restaurants. Up to that point, they could work, but if they cleared a table, they couldn't even pick up the beer bottle or the beer glass. They could clear the table except for that. And all of a sudden, it opened up a whole new revenue stream, not to mention employment stream for the industry, of young people where they could work their schedule around college and so forth. So what do you what do you say to young ladies in particular about the industry? You know, gosh, I think so many things, but one of them is like figure out what it is that you want. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think so often, especially in today's world, there's so much you know, clutter. there's so much clutter and so much noise with social media and all these different things. Like, figure out what it is that you want. I think so often people, you know, are like juicing lemons as hard as they can in school, and they like get to the end of it and they're like this is lemonade. I wanted orange juice, you know, like know whether you want orange juice or lemonade and juice the right thing, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think that would be like one of my biggest, um, points to to anybody not just females but but anybody in industry another thing is be relentless with whatever it is that you want i think so often people are 
you know, especially females sometimes, they're timid or they step back. Or if you know something and you're, you want it, do they you get caught it, up in societal it. norms? Do they say, I'm supposed to get married and I'm supposed to have kids? I'll have a career for a while, but then I'm supposed to do these other things? Do they get pulled in a couple directions there? You know, I, I think it, I think we're getting better at that as females right now in the world. I think we are, but it it definitely is still a prominent thing. And I, I think if you want to have children, great. If you want to have a family, great. If you don't, then don't, you know, whatever, whatever is going to fill your cup. You know, for me being in this industry, the constant energy, the challenges of it day to day, especially through COVID, you know, it's, it's what fuels me do what fuels you, but you got to figure out what that is first. You know, I think, I really, yes, because I'll tell you something, a big part of life is showing up. But if you're going to show up, a big part of life is energy, yeah. is enthusiasm. You know what? I'm at the age where I could retire. I've got plenty of things I want to do. I've traveled extensively. It's not like I have to live my life now. I've been living my life through my life. But I love coming on the radio and talking about restaurants. I love the restaurant industry. When people said to me, well, how are you going to do a restaurant show during COVID? Because that's when they need the help. That's when we need to be talking about them. Yeah, we need the love. But that's exactly right. And you know what? My daughter going to be married soon. And somebody said, well, is she going to give up Gusto Mexico or Soft Adventure Cultural Immersion Company? What does getting married have to do with giving up a company that you've created and that you love? There doesn't have to be I think no connection. There's no connection there. There shouldn't be. And I think that there's. A, I think it's different for ladies because there is maybe a biological clock and some of that stuff that men don't have. But I just think I'll tell you this, Casey. Every time I open up. Nation's Restaurant News. Let's call it the trade publication for the industry. This lady has been promoted to the top of this company. This lady's been promoted to the director of operations for this. And I'm talking about big national companies, whether they're Arby's, Taco Bell's, Jimmy John's, um, OSI, Outback Steakhouses. It doesn't matter. So the opportunities are there. And the stigma of being in the industry, you are a business professional. You are running or involved in the operation, whatever the terminology is that I'm supposed to be using, I don't want to make you uncomfortable, a big company, right? Right. And you're very involved in real estate acquisition because they want to have more properties, which brings us to stakes. Did you see how I segued there? I did. See? There you go. <laughs> this ain't my first rodeo. And so so anyway, is the steakhouse concept going to be in the – because, you know, I just used OSI. They have Sullivan's, which is kind of their lower. Then you have Outback. And then you have um, Del Frisco's, okay? So is it going to be a Del Frisco's, Shanahan's? Uh, Flemings is it um, I said Outback is still Frisco so it's actually Flemings I beg your pardon but but you understand what I'm saying is it going to be top of the line is it going to be prime age steaks what are you going to do you know Mike I I know people are hearing it here first but I can't go into too much detail (laughs) but I will tell you it's definitely going to be top of the line 
There's no question on that. Okay. And what about Mediterranean? The Mediterranean concept is called Wonder Yard. It's on Larimer and 22nd. Wonder Yard? Wonder Yard. Okay. Yeah. Wonder Where's Yard. The name come from? Garden and Table. You know, wonder. It invokes curiosity. That, that wonder yard, and it's a yard, so it's very. It's garden and table, so a lot of it is outside, very wonder esque and exciting. I, you'll be at the grand opening, I hope. I hope so. When do you plan on it? You probably February or March. Okay, terrific. Yeah. So sounds like with my neighbor Felix in Colorado Springs, slated for February. Yeah. Uh, with my neighbor Felix in Centennial, eminent. With Wonder Yard, February. Um, my advice would be don't plan any out-of-town vacations. For, no vacations, no sleep. <laughs> for, no, for no. November, December, <laughs> January, or February for a while, right? Mike, I've got a big team, and they're, they're a great team. Could never do it. They're the ones that do all the work. What about, well, I'll tell you something. I, I want to mention a couple of them because Tyler Warfield, who's I don't, vice president of View House or whatever his title Regional is. vice president, yes. Okay. And Kim Hammer, Dammer, yes. Dammer, your banquet manager down there who I've known for 30 years or at least. They are just wonderful, wonderful people. And I've found that because each restaurant has pretty much its own banquet manager, general manager, publicity, promotions person to make sure that you put on the games and the live music and the Easter brunches at the respective restaurants and so forth. It's, I think that that gives each restaurant a feeling of individuality. Do you, do yeah, you and that's the goal. You know, it's like when opening the View Houses or my neighbor Felix, we, we want to tailor to the neighborhood we're in. We're not a big corporation. We think about the small details, not that big corporations don't, but we focus on the neighborhood we're in you know boulder for example with my neighbor felix is a much different market and we do much different marketing and campaigns than sure. we do in the low high location same thing for same thing for view house mm -hmm. so D centennial the centennial location we do the most banquets the most private events um because of you know the demographic there and and all the hotels so we do tailor towards the neighborhood and i think it is something that sets us apart well and i and i think that people like that because you know what casey you can walk into an Outback Steakhouse anywhere in the country, close your eyes, walk in, you'll know you're in an Outback, but you won't know what town you're in. And right. I, think that that, I think that people really, by, by, by having that individual feel at each restaurant, people really feel like they are supporting a local, independent family-owned operation. Do you agree? No doubt. And yeah. we, like, for example, the DTC location, it, you're going to walk in and say, all right, that's my neighbor, Felix. There's a Moyum sign and a greenery wall and a picture from Eric Gomez Garcia, who's our privately commissioned paintings for us that's from Mexico City. But it's very different. It's a much more elevated. Okay. All right, welcome back to the final segment of this hour, The Restaurant Show, where, you know what, we like to talk about the restaurant, not just what you eat, where you go, who's got a brunch, who's starting happy hour, but the industry, because it's such a wonderful industry, such a vital 
has such vitality to it. And I've got a young lady with me named Casey Carbaccio, and we have been talking with her about the Lotus Restaurant Group, which is View House, my neighbor Felix. They've got a Mediterranean concept coming to Denver called Wonder Yard in February. They're working on a steak concept. But I will tell you this, the popularity of these restaurants brings me to maybe the most important question of this interview session Casey, are you ready? I'm ready, Mike. Hot, Shoot it at me. Tough questions, hot news, burning issues. When my neighbor Felix opens across the parking lot from the view house, we just hosted a Dennis Prager event at the view house. Nationally syndicated host, big crowd, wonderful time. When I got there, I had to park at the La Quinta Hotel. I went over and I said, Hi, Mike Boyle. Can I park here? They said, Sure, Mike. Have a ball. Where in the heck is everybody going to park if my neighbor Felix opens to even remotely the response that you anticipate? Michael, I'll start my first <laughs> sentence. By, I, knew, I knew this was coming. I'll start my first sentence by saying, our owner and president, Francois Safadine, did not get here by accident. <laughs> Maybe oh, so somebody's may- given this some thought. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Maybe a year ago, Francois was like, we got to figure out the parking. We do have to figure out the parking. Let's see what's for sale around there. We definitely bought a lot right across the street that we were working on developing. Okay. That everyone is going to be able to valet. Our valet starts on Thursday, as in this week, Thursday. So we're valeting already to start just at the view house to kind of get it rocking. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be able to park over 100 cars in that Easter lot uh, parking area. Okay, because, of course, you know, in this day and age, of course, what immediately comes to mind is somebody deciding to stroll across Clinton Street after watching a Bronco game and splitting a few beers with their buddies. And, but So Ballet will be over there. Ballet well, is going to be over there. In the meantime, we're working with the city of Centennial and have had tremendous success um, on a traffic control system for people to be able to cross until that point happens, which I could go into much detail on. I've learned a lot about traffic control this year. Um, until that happens, we're just going to do valet there, so no one's having to walk I'll across. I bet you have learned a lot about I have. It. I have. That comes in. Uh, that so comes along with point, working for when him. When you're at Boston University, and you're in the hospitality program, and in all the classes you've taken, <laughs> did any professor say, you know what, you need to be concerned about parking? Not once. Not once. Those real-life experiences. <laughs> All right. So where do we see the view house going? I know you've got a piece of property up north, um, and that's been a little bit stalled with uh, supply issues and so forth. We've got four tremendously successful view house restaurants. Where do we see the view house concept? Is it going to grow? Is it going to expand? Absolutely. The, so the, the location in Thornton, um, we have plans already approved from the city, and we'll probably start construction mid-next year. Okay. So that systems are at a go for okay. that. We did put a pause on just because we had so many other projects going on, and that was the biggest one with the ground-up build-out. Um, and then we're, we're looking in other cities. 
Who are you? Yeah, absolutely. It's such a great concept. We want to bring it to other cities. Well, you know what? How could you not like sitting upstairs with a beautiful view of Pikes Peak in Colorado Springs, the Front Range in Denver, Coors Field downtown? How can you not enjoy that? I mean, it, it's a great, it's a wonderful concept. You know, Randy Price, who started the Urban Eggs, a daytime eatery, and has had such tremendous success with them all along the Front Range, just opened up a store in Overland, Kansas. Because if you've got the concept, if you've got the product, if you've got something that will help set you apart, and setting you apart can be a really good steak or a really cool beer cooler, but it can be a view. It can be a lot of things. But that's one of the things that I think that your group does very well, Casey, is it finds something to set themselves just a little bit apart. Yep, no doubt about it. And I think that that fat stems from Francois for sure. Are you happy? I'm so, exactly. I'm so happy. Um, I've learned more from that guy in six months than I learned with Hillstone in ten years. I mean, he just he's such an entrepreneur and has such a passion for business and people and you know keeping true to like our values of who we are. And one of them is what can we do to set us apart? What can we give someone that they can't get somewhere else? If you can have a passion for business, if the hospitality, the industry, and people, you know what, and you give a fair product for a fair price people love value so i don't anticipate that uh, i don't anticipate that we won't have plenty of things to talk about here on future restaurant shows casey thanks for coming in i really appreciate your thanks time for having me mike it was great all right casey carpaccio she is the vice president of the lotus restaurant group view house my neighbor felix and plenty more to come i want to thank her for joining me here this hour of the mike boyle restaurant show Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.